to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. What's wrong with you? You look terrible. Nothing, I'm fine. Oh, it's your heart, isn't it? It's finally happening. Yeah. It's fine. Bad news for you and me both. You said it would kill your ability to love. You didn't say that the Dark One can't die. Not like that. No. But Rumpelstiltskin can. from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm drinking from the bottle. And this is A Borrowed Rabbit. We also <laughs> talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm glorious. How are you? Good, good. It's a, it's a doozy of a show here. It's a doozy! Uh, Monday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com where we're talking with our chatters and our, our batters and our mad hatters. And Really? Our, yeah. Well, okay. It's a one show. We can we can reference a character who's never going to appear on the show again <laughs> every once in a while. Okay, but uh, before yeah, we... I'm feeling goofy. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I think we all are for I sure. Think, I, yeah, I, I see a Bobby it. and Angel in the chat room there. Uh, like I said, live.universebox.com. Bobby, Elizabeth, Harry, Holly, <laughs> Mac, Hope, Lope, Other, and Marie, Patty, Stephanie. Also, so many people. Also, hi, Holly. I, I see Holly Mac in there. Hi, That's Holly what I Mac. said. I said Holly. Mac. I know, uh, but uh, in, <laughs> I, I, as I said, you know, we normally record the show Monday nights, 8:30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com except and we have a few announcements here except for next week but we'll, we'll get to that announcement I guess uh, first off we wanted to let you know if you're going to RegalCon 2015 here uh, if, you, if you're not for, familiar just go to RegalCon2015.com and you can get all the info here it's going to be a big once upon a time convention a lot of the uh, stars of once upon a time and Lana, Bill and me and Bill well, I'm a star of Once Upon a Time. Duh. duh. Super duh. <laughs> Total duh. No, uh, but we're also going to be doing a, a live greetings from Storybrooke panel uh, on su- this Sunday, uh, May 10th at 4 p.m. Uh, PST or 7 p.m. EST. Or what? 7 p.m. EST, uh, 4 p.m. PST. Uh, so 4 p.m. California time. There you go. 7 p.m. East Coast. There you go. Uh, so it's going to be a great big panel, a lot of fun. Uh, Meredith Placco and Becca Canote, a former guest on the show, yep. are going to uh, be my co-host They're on gonna the They're going to be repping Team Amory. Exactly. exactly. Keeping Bill in check. Got to have the female contingent. Yeah, and I think I think we're also going to be bringing up uh, Jeff and Colleen from the Once Upon a yes. Time fan podcast. Yes. And uh, there's going to be a lot of prizes, including, I don't know if you guys can see my shirt here, a Captain Swan sweatshirt uh, we're going to be giving away. Not this one. We have a second one. Yes. And a, a whole bunch of other stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tons uh, of giveaways. But if you're on the East Coast and you're looking for something to do for the hour before the finale happens, uh, we're, they're actually going to be live streaming it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to hop in there, we're going to try and see if we can get it embedded on the site, get the yes. chat going maybe I'm hoping. Uh, but you know you guys can hop in for the live greetings from storybrook panel at RegalCon and then roll right over into the, f- the two-hour finale so cool so so we'd love to have you join us uh d- definitely uh w- i'm not sure about the links for the for the live streams and everything yet we'll you can, get it out there yeah you can follow us on twitter at gf storybrook or you can follow uh regal at 
Regal underscore con. A underscore. I was under, letting it go. <laughs> underscore. Regal underscore con. con. And, uh, and uh, we'll be posting information on that, and I'm sure they will be too. And I'm going to be live tweeting uh, throughout the entire weekend. Lots of pictures. Wait. I want lots of selfies with celebrities. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I want as many selfies as you can mm-hmm. get. Yeah, and uh, that all that'll start on Friday morning mm-hmm. as I start the hashtag Road to Regal Con. <laughs> Road to Regal. <laughs> My, my so uh, very early in the morning flight. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Okay. And I uh, also wanted to mention, you know, we mentioned that uh, Monday nights um, is when we usually record. Next week, because right. of the finale, the super major finale, and I'm going to be flying back. Also, yeah, you're not going to be back until the middle of the afternoon on Monday. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, like literally 10 minutes after the finale ends in California at RegalCon. I'm walking out the door, getting on the shuttle, and then taking a flight home, and then I'll be back uh, the next afternoon. So I hope I'm- your shuttle's not early and they like have to come get you out of the finale i hope would that happen i hope not that would be how how funny would that (laughs) if it was like the last 10 minutes the last 10 minutes and you have to go (laughs) because you'll never make it to the plane in time you know at midnight (laughs) but uh, since since i that's all going on plus it's going to be a big finale and we want to give you guys plenty of time to get your feedback in we're going to be recording uh next week at tuesday at 8 30 p.m est at live.universebox.com legends of gotham will be over this week yep here so we're going to be reading all your feedback. It's going to be a super all mega episode. Yep. I guarantee it's probably going to be pretty close to uh, the, the the longest episode ever. Oh, yeah. It's looking like it. And, and then the week after that, we wanted to mention really – I swear we're going to talk about the show in just one minute here. We just got to get these announcements we'll get out there. of the way. Uh, we're going to be doing a season four listener roundtable like we did last year, uh, probably the week after next. Uh, so two weeks from now. Yeah, so two weeks. And uh, we wanted to get some uh, more people involved, definitely mm-hmm. so, some, some new people and stuff too. Right. We, we haven't got we a love, chance to. We love all of our, you know, regulars, oh, but definitely. we'd like to pull in some new blood. Yeah, we haven't got a chance to circulate some new people in yet. So right. if you want to, and even if you've been on before and you want to participate, uh, just uh, so it's all in one place, just go to bit.ly/beyondgreetings mm-hmm. and fill in the form there, and uh, then we'll have your info, your you know, your Google Plus, your mm-hmm. Skype, all that kind of stuff, and we'll get it all set up. And we'd love to have you on. Mm-hmm. But uh, now I think we should probably we, we've done. Take We're going to talk enough. about the episode. Yeah, I know, What's, right? What happened Where, in this? episode it's been so long i don't know if only there was a rhyming episode summary you could give us amory oh look a rhyming episode summary whoa <laughs> rumple's heart is black not dark pink the one way to fix it involves author's ink the bottle they have turns out it's a dud in order to use it they'll need dark savior blood cora returns on the day she killed daniel to find regina's true love it's a gamble Emma patches things up with her evilish parents. Lily's upset and breathing fire to vent. The quill pressed to the page. One story after another. Revenge is served hot in this week's mother. 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 Hello mother there, mother. Hello, Hello mother. mother. How are you, mother? How are you, how are you mother? Mother. What do you think of this episode, Anne-Marie? Eh. Eh? Eh. Just eh? I mean... Not your favorite. Nope. Nope. I didn't hate it. I'm mm-hmm. not spewing haterade all over the place, but... Yeah. Yet. You know, it did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. It did what it needed to do. It got us all set up for all got, that. Got, got the ball down the field, as it were. Stop trying to make <laughs> sports references. All week he's been doing this, and he doesn't even get them. No, I don't. No, I don't. Ever. But I, but I still land them nine times out of ten. Okay, <sighs> so one of the things that kind of you – know, I, I like the episode okay, uh, too. But uh, one of the things that kind of uh, stuck out to me about this mm-hmm. episode was that it, it felt like kind of a false finale. Like like uh, it was all set up like the whole episode. It was building to Regina deciding how to uh, have the author write the story uh, mm-hmm. to – 
her best benefit. Uh, but eventually, you know, coming around and doing the right thing and deciding she she can work on her own, do her own actions. She can step out of her own way uh, to become, uh, you know, a good person and get her happy ending and everything. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, when that came to a head there in the little room underneath or in the, the padded room. Yeah, in the padded room. Uh, it, it definitely felt like a season finale and that it, it, it kind of almost felt to me like, OK, so Regina and the Charmings uh, potentially are going to get their their big happy ending, their big ride off into the sunset moment. And then next year, it, it, it seemed like they were it felt to me like they were setting up that Maleficent and Lily were going to be in charge of Storybrooke next season. Mm, yeah, because Maleficent can't leave. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the fact that they put her in Regina's office a couple episodes ago kind of struck me as like foreshadowing that she might become the new mayor. Okay. So, so you know, you're feeling all these things as you're watching it, and then mm-hmm. you know they they kind of uh, rip it out from under you. Although I w- I will say real quick that I really love the idea of uh, what Regina was going to do, which was uh, a world without Zelina. Like, what what if uh, once if. Zelina had never existed uh, within the story. And I believe we actually tackled that on one of our once specials so. back during the hiatus. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so, so I, I would have loved to have seen that. Like I, if, if that had been the case, if she had re- rewritten the story to be without Zelina mm-hmm. and the finale was showing that world. What would have all? What would have happened to all of the characters without Selena? I would have been completely happy with. See, it. that would have been interesting to see mm-hmm. how things would have changed if Selena had never been. Yeah, I don't know. It could have been cool. Oh, definitely. But, but you know, with the swerve at the end there, I, it, it, it kind of got me thinking. Like, does anything in this season really even matter? I, you, you know, I, I'm just kind of wondering because they've been setting up all these kind of like little character moments and building them and building these character developments mm-hmm. and you know pushing people forward. And in different directions, but you, you know, are all of these going to be dropped? Uh, threads going to be dropped in service of this alternate heroes and villains universe? Uh, um, are we going to see these these points addressed again at all, or uh, will next week be one hundred percent about the new versions? I mean, I kind of ha- I don't know, like butterfly effect. You step on a twig, and tons of things change. Mm-hmm. Like last season finale, when we had our time travel, yeah. things changed and things well, had see, to be fixed. This isn't even really it's but- not time butterfly travel. effect, though. This is more like just a I don't know, like plucking the butterfly out of the sky and turning it into a bird. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Like, does anything that's happened in the past four years matter? Mm-hmm. Really, not yeah. even just this year. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, that's maybe a- we'll get frozen back. That's maybe a- we'll get Pan back. Mm-hmm. I oh, would like wait. To- everybody has other shows. I would like to get Pan back. Actually, he's on Heroes. Oh yeah, that's right. He's not coming back. He's <laughs> on Heroes. But uh, yeah, I just. I just kind of wonder if uh, – do you think that they're going to drop all of the stories uh, or are they're going to kind of come back to around to unity around where we were at the end of this episode and, you know, carry all those lines out to the end of the finale and give everyone, like, if not a happy ending, an ending of some sort? I don't know. Yeah, I like I, – I almost like parts of me want to say that maybe, you it's know – complete reboot. And- yeah, you know, the author writes heroes and villains. Uh, we see a character going to the alternate universe and some of the previews and stuff like that but well yeah you know maybe that character fights his way back and then maybe that's 
that's it. Uh, what whatever he lands in when he finds his way back is the new reality. Ooh, you know? yeah, because that's the one um, sticking point. Mm-hmm. Is that character? Oh, other Anne Marie you... called it the dragon wing effect. I like that. <gasps> yes, the dragon <laughs> wing effect. I know no frozen. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Just saying. Um. Okay. Oh, I, I I will point out here in the chat room real quick. Angel says the villainesses had some great lines uh, in this episode. I liked Mal's. You can look to the future or be angry about the past and then regina deciding her happy ending is about being okay with who she is and stuff yeah um also if you're in the chat room hope is live blogging it so uh, yeah she's finishing up the episode <laughs> she's finishing so. the episode so we may spoilers. be spoilers um okay so regina i have other thoughts on her as regina. well Regina. um so I think she really in this episode proved that she is coming over to the side of the heroes. Mm -hmm. I think she really like that final decision sort of solidified that for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that that was like kind of like the period on on the end of the sentence she started when she found the page with Robin back last half season. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah, she had some villain like tendencies on how she got there. Like, you know, not being so nice to Lily and slicing her hand and stealing her blood and, Mm -hmm. you know, everything with Rump and the author and all of that seemed was a little you know classic regina yeah but i don't think she was excessively mean Mm -hmm. like really at this point she could have ripped out rumple's heart and gone and it would crumble yeah and she hasn't so there's that i think she was just enjoying seeing him in a kind of a weakened position for once right you don't get that very often with with old rumps you don't get that and another thing that we learned a lot well not learned but was reiterated over and over again Mm -hmm. is that regina is not weak and so that might have been the weak way out in her mind to Mm -hmm. you know kill her biggest foe like that yeah hit hit a man while he's down sort of thing yeah it's not really her thing uh yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure the context of the conversation that's going on in the chat room, but someone says Rumple equal equals Scrooge. I'm completely down for that if they reveal at some point that Rumpelstiltskin is actually Scrooge McDuck as Who well as the Beast. Who would be surprised? He's everybody. And everybody else. <laughs> and the crocodile and, yep, Scrooge's girlfriend named Goldie. Oh, mm-hmm. that, that's true. Uh, I can't read. Okay. Uh, in the end, she chose to spare Zelina and give herself a happy ending. Um, but she had the power to do that all along. Like, it actually is weird. Like, Zelina pushed her to be a good person. Mm-hmm. By t- saying that she was basically weak, like Cora. Yeah. So we can actually thank Zelina for Regina coming to the good side. Well, that's actually something you s- you see a lot in comic books and stuff. Like uh, if people out there are watching the Flash, uh, you might uh, see bits of, or pick up pit- bits of this in the Reverse Flash story, where like uh, sometimes the villain will take a position. Well, I guess this isn't necessarily like the position that Zelina has consciously taken, mm-hmm. but uh, sometimes villains will take a position where it's like okay, I have to motivate the hero to be better. That's my purpose in all this. And so I have to do these awful things to make them a better person. Yeah. Although I don't think that's necessarily where Zelina's coming from. No, not but. at all. Okay, and one last unrelated um, Regina point. She made herself sterile. I know, that was weird, right? I thought it was awesome, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought it was absolutely amazing. And it makes her struggle and want for Henry and for um, what was the crazy dude's name that's dead? The camping and then the coming back uh greg greg yeah making her you know sort of kind of trying to adopt him Mm -hmm. all the more intense and emotional yeah it definitely does give a lot more context to why she was searching for a kid for so much it wasn't just because she wanted a kid she wanted love in her life right 
it was, she will never have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the second watch through when, you know, in the very beginning, she says something about um, how she'll never have with Robin what Zelina has. It's so much more powerful because she really never will. Uh-huh. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, Though, I- isn't it? It was a specific thing because snow was made sterile too and then there was they had to go hunting yeah they, they had to get swimming. the magic the magic water and i think didn't oh, yeah, Charmin magic- have to choose between giving it to snow or his mother or something no, like his that? mother gave it to snow oh, okay yeah okay. um yeah. he gave it to his mother so there is a way back from there it. is a way back but you know that mm-hmm. lake's all dried up yeah i thought i thought that it, it, it was a weird episode to to make that revelation in like i i don't but i guess you know it being mother and everything it makes thematic it was, it sense was very anyway. maternal I, I i also felt that it was it was kind of an extreme reaction on regina's part i mean she could have just been like okay mother well then i'll never date again or you but know she like, still wants that love or I'll, I'll, I'll use whatever fairy tale land has for birth control no yeah but i think she needed to make these bold statements to uh-huh. her mother yeah especially just the way she came back and then she mm-hmm. still tried to trick regina even though she's coming and going no i did this for your own good that's all she's ever said to her well i think regina probably at this point in her life too especially after a couple failures trying to find love and everything she's like okay i'm probably not gonna do it this it's probably my life is about the revenge now and that's about it mm-hmm, very much that's about it yeah and uh, they're saying yeah it can be reversed in the chat room uh yeah okay yeah but it wasn't easy to be reversed that's mm-hmm. the problem is they need that well yeah. you know if I, if I can think of one place in storybrook that might have magic water that that old well that well, that old well sitting yeah, up there on a, top of the it hill. was a specific lake specific it was a specific lake Mm -hmm. or whatever and it was pretty dried up okay so uh next up i i I wanted to talk a little bit about uh the author and rumple's partnership in this episode and kind kind of their their dealio in this episode uh so first off i felt like i I felt like uh the author equal parts was devoted to coming back to rumple stiltskin and not at the same time yeah i like it it was weird because you know when regina captures him brings him back and everything he's like all about writing for her character he's buttering her up oh you're the best character regina mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff but i think he was just trying to find a solution to the ink problem mm-hmm. the thing is i i also think that uh you know i i don't think it ultimately mattered to him who dictated the story i think he just had to be there to document it so he could slip in uh a few uh little things of his own because he, he talks about the uh experimental writing he's been doing like with that page from the book with regina right. and robin having their happy ending and everything I think he has like two or three little little points that he he want he he like because the author we don't know his motivation really right. I, we know he wants to change the story but it can't be as simple as he just wants to make it more dramatic so you know obviously we've seen he had kind of romantic intentions with Cruella and everything so mm-hmm. so obviously he, he he's not just a sort of like a blank slate uh, that writes all the time and mm-hmm. is unemotional so obviously he he wants something here I'm just wondering you know what it could be but I think whatever it is he's gonna slip it in in between the lines of whatever Rumple tells him to write and if Regina had you know, gone through with her plan to rewrite history, he would have done the same thing there. I could see that. You know, there's just like, I, I have a feeling there's just like one or two little points for him and his life that he wants to set right in this new history. Mm-hmm. And uh, that well, he's I'm just... I'm sure wait- one of them would be that The Apprentice doesn't put him in the book. Yeah, that that, that, that would probably be a number one mm-hmm. <laughs> thing he, he would not like to have a mm-hmm. change back. But yeah, it's, it's a... I, I really, I'm just curious about his motivation. It, it, I, I think the way I remember the character going 
going forward, like in the future, mm-hmm. is is going to depend on what that motivation is and, w- and where he's heading. Right. Because it's super important, right? It's completely important. Super important. Uh, and one thing that the, the Rumpelstiltskin mentioned that I just wanted to throw out here real quick was the whole concept of the Dark One without Rumpelstiltskin. He's yes. saying, you know, if the light goes out in his heart, if, uh, you know, it, it goes coal black, then... Mm-hmm. Uh, the dark one uh, will be there, but he won't have Rumpelstiltskin tapering him. Right. So what happens there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like I. It, it's either you know, it's just Rumpel as we would normally see him, but he has no attachments to his his, his so. human life. I don't think so because it's like, physically killing mm-hmm. the body. Yeah, it's physically killing the host. Mm-hmm. So does maybe the dark one spirit or whatever pick someone else because the way we've always known that the dark one changes is that the person has to kill them with the dagger mm-hmm. maybe it's just the next person who finds the dagger see the the way he phrased it almost almost made me think that uh may, maybe maybe the dark one's not just the power set or a job title maybe it's an entity onto itself maybe it's like some sort of entity that we haven't actually seen yet because it's been going at all these host mm-hmm. bodies so maybe in and, and we've never seen a dark one's heart die so maybe maybe when his heart dies maybe that maybe maybe you know the dark one is cursed being put into these bodies and when that heart dies the dark one's released and he's finally mm-hmm. free to do what you know like we've seen the sorcerer kind of trap too interesting so I, th- I think that could be fun but yeah yeah really really interesting i mean i'm curious to see what they're going to do with because obviously well i mean then again with, with the way next week's looking from the previews and everything it's like does any of this even matter at all, yeah. at all? will Why? it be addressed at all or will it all uh, just be kind of a in the last 10 minutes. You yeah, know? basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Cora. Cora. Her being in this episode honestly almost felt like... Oh, so, sorry. Uh, I'll go back to your point in just one second. I saw a great point from other Anne-Marie in the chat room I just wanted to address real okay. quick. And uh, she says, uh, can't they just use Squid Ink? They keep introducing new things and explaining it in 20 seconds. Which yeah. I, I felt the same way about the blood in the ink. Oh, see, that this, made sense to me. Like, like it made sense, but it just it just feels like they keep tacking on, you know, different rules and they, they keep stacking yeah. stuff on. Okay, because like last week they were like, okay, we just need the ink and we need to charge up the ink. Right? Like, why do they why do they need dark mm-hmm. magic to charge the ink? Yeah, and, and why did why did they wait this long to tell us that that's why Emma needed to go dark for you know them to be able to rewrite the book? Like, because well, they've only I, had the, the author for like two episodes. Yeah, but at the same time, Gold's been trying to make Emma go dark since like episode one or the end of episode one oh, of this half true. season, and we're just now finding out why. See, it feels a little late. Okay. Feels kind of okay. tacked on okay. a little bit. But sorry, go, go ahead. Back to your point on Cora. Cora is a waste. <laughs> um, I don't feel like I don't think we really got anywhere with that. Mm-hmm. With having her there, literally the only revelation that we had was that Regina sterile. I think. Mm-hmm. I feel. I wish. I hope I dream. <laughs> um, like, it's nice to have her back. She's a great actress. It's mm. a great part. It was seamless. Because, um, you know, sometimes when somebody comes back for a guest spot and they haven't been for a while, it's a little, a little rough. But it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this entire storyline should have come up when she was there. Some sort of a mention. Be like, no, mother, you tried to trick me that this guy was my true love. And, you know, a little bit of that action going on. Do you, would you have something you'd like to share oh, with Oh, no, go ahead. Keep okay. talking. Um <laughs> But also, where did she meet Tank? Mm-hmm. What was their relationship like? Was she in Neverland? Yeah, I, I like how Tinkerbell and Dr. Whale both got mentions this week and right. neither of them. <laughs> but 
they're both on the same show. This they're is both on iZombie. Mm-hmm. So, which leads me actually speaking of, other than being on iZombie, where did she go? I don't know. She never got a I'm leaving Storybrooke story. Well, I would assume she's probably just hanging out with all the other fairies again, right? Because at the end of her thing last season, it no. was like, okay, you're an official fairy now. No, because all of the fairies went up in the hat. And she didn't go in the hat. Well, I'm just saying that she's like an approved fairy. She is by, an approved so fairy, I think we but can she's assume still she's not off a... screen over no, there. I completely nunnery. disagree. Get I the could... to a nunnery tank. She is not in a nunnery, but apparently August is. <laughs> That's not one of my points, but we're gonna, we can talk about that if you want. Um, like, it just felt a little weird. But, um, why did, oh, that's later. Um, I guess I'll sort of bring up this point now. But, so they name checked two people who are on iZombie. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're going to have guest spots because this is not the first time we've heard of Tank yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously they're not done with that. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's just a matter of finding the right scheduling. And since they probably both have similar scheduling, it'll probably be the same episode. I'm sure. You know? But that's the thing. Like, I, mm-hmm. again, like I said, I'm bringing up my point from later. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to get Whale early next season mm-hmm. because Bebe. Yeah, He's that's our true. only doctor. And I know that people have had technical issues. Hope with there's a, there's a long, there's a long rant about doctor stuff earlier. But Dr. Whale delivered Baby Neil, which who knows where Baby Neil mm-hmm. is at the moment. I don't know. Sleeping yeah, in the back of Gold's true. shop. <laughs> um. So I'm I'm assuming we're gonna get him back. Oh yeah, like I I mean at least for a you know an episode or two. They, they, if nothing else, they have to have uh, everyone who's ever been on the show back for the last episode. One so. would hope. So who knows when that's coming? I, I would like to point here real quick. Uh, Holly Max seventy nine in the chat room says, "I think the author's kind of in it for himself and will play both sides for whatever he may have planned." Heck, the guy wrote an alternate storyline for Regina and Robin. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. And I I think at certain points he was kind of out rumpling Rumple a little bit, mm-hmm. but for, but doing it for Rumple, right? Weird. Uh, let's see. Hold on. One more. I had a few more things on my core point. So they never addressed where Tink went or the darlings. Mm-hmm. Still bothers me that I don't know what happened to the darlings. <laughs> um, so I'm not done with those stories. They need to be wrapped up in a nice neat little package. Oh, Ho- Hopa points out maybe uh, Tink got taken back uh, in Pan's Curse and maybe didn't come back when everybody else did. Because she was there when... Everyone got sent back to Fairytale Land to Miss Taylor. She's been. I'm gonna have to refer to things later. Okay, but uh, she, she's in up. the eye zombie door of the hat. Uh, yes, <laughs> the eye zombie door of the hat. Um, yes. and did Cora really think that she was gonna fool Regina with the magic tattoo? Or a jerk for a Robin Hood, right? Worst. <laughs> oh god. I oh, hate... I, I have some things to say about that scene. Okay, but... well, that's all I I'll say about it then. We, we'll wait a minute to talk about that. But uh, first, uh, we're we're gonna get back into our main discussion in just a second. But I wanted to point out to you guys real quick. I wrote a fairy tale. Uh, this, <laughs> I wrote a fairy tale. This is the book right here. It's called The Trials of King Sparrow. You can find it at bit.ly slash King Sparrow. And it's it's a fun little story. It it's, is. It's about uh, basically the premise is uh, King Sparrow. He's the king of a host of sparrows. The main character is literally a bird. And uh, while leading his queen and faithful subjects to their winter home, King Sparrow is betrayed then abandoned in the woods. He battles foul beasts, psychotic eagles, and the oncoming winter on his quest to find his true love. And I've been going through and kind of doing some highlights some uh this is what you might like about it but i got uh we're working on an audiobook and i got the f- the first chapter sample so i'm just going to play you guys a little bit of that and then then uh, we'll get back to the discussion we flew across the purple skies as the sun sank behind the field below i veered south my queen at my side 
my captain and squire close behind. The winter wind whipped the tips of our tail feathers. King Sparrow, when might we rest? called Captain Sparrow. Look at our host. See how they whisper to each other. If we don't rest soon, we'll have a mutiny on our hands before we get as far as the Great Mountain. Yeah, but basically it, it, it's a fairy tale. Mountain. Yep. More Mountain. Or less. Oh. I looked back. Mountain. 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 I know, but it, 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 it's a fairy tale. It, it's a lot of fun. I I think uh, probably the the mo- closest thing to Once Upon a Time I've ever written. Yes. So I definitely appreciate it if you check it out. Check it out. It's also a shorty. It's available for a buck ninety nine from Amazon, iBooks, Nook, and you Everywhere. can get links to all of those at bit.ly slash King Sparrow. Yes, and if you're in the chat, other Anne-Marie is singing its praises. She still needs a review, but it do- said it does read like a fairy tale. Excellent. And then says, read it, people! <laughs> Thank you, other Anne-Marie. And yeah, she, she's a, one of my constant uh, beta readers. She... She gets them before just about anybody else. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, okay. Uh, okay, I guess we'll get back to our main discussion. Oh, and, uh, talking about things? Okay. Yeah, this is kind of a feeding feeding back on your point, uh, Anne-Marie. And that's, okay. that's I, th- I feel like they're <laughs> done with, let's be done with the flashbacks. Like all the flashbacks to before the first curse. Just because, you know, it, it's just, it's stretching it way too thin. It's just, it's been mined way too much. You know, Corey coming back as she did in this episode, mm-hmm. when she, you know, after we see how she's got, she went to Wonderland and what happened while she was there and everything, her coming back to Regina like this and it not having come up at all before feels really, really forced. Right. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, I'm sure they just wanted to work with Barbara Hershey again or they wanted to bring back a popular character again. Understood. Great. Find some other time period, <laughs> you yeah. know, or find some Or go way, way back. Mm-hmm. Like, way back. Have someone pretend to be Cora. Yeah. In the modern day or something like that. I just – that whole time period before the first curse, there just – there aren't any holes left. No, like, there's no more stories to tell. In, in the, the more you shove stuff in there, the, the less uh, credible every single flashback is because it, we're like, no, but that they were already doing stuff there and this, that, and the other. And mm-hmm. th- this would have come up there and it just gets a little too complicated. Do you think they just want to tell stories from the Enchanted Forest and they're right mm-hmm. now that's the only way to get the stories there? I can see that. I can see that. And we have talked before about how cool it would be if they, they did just, a season where there was like – and I know they did this a little bit in season two, but it, on a bigger scale, like maybe like have half of the citizens back in Fairytale Land and half in Storybrooke mm-hmm. or maybe have like – like all but like I don't know, right? Emma and Henry and Hook like go to Fairy Tale Land, and then Emma, Henry, and Hook have to you know sail their way there across the uh, multiverse or something. That could be a lot of fun. But but uh, yeah, I just I just hope next season they avoid flashbacks in this time period, at least with the main characters. I don't know. Maybe you could tell a good uh, I don't know a Little Mermaid story in this time period or something. That would be nice. Yeah. I would like some more Little Mermaid. Um. Okay. So Mal and Lily. I guess we took a while to get there, huh? Mm-hmm. So. Oh, and a bunch of people in the chat agreeing with me. Thank you. Yes. Um. Is Mal coming over to the side of the heroes? Well, you know, as they've said, and I think they even say in that scene with her and Lily, like, uh, you know, heroes and villains aren't heroes and villains. Completely black and white. Everyone has shades of gray in between. 50, usually. Man, I was really hoping we could get avoid that. <laughs> um, okay, so I believe that. I just feel like it's cool that she's sort of leaning more towards the side of the heroes mm. on that. Um, well, I think she she oh. she's losing things to have a gripe about. You know, right? Like all they want to do back. is help. They're trying to apol. They've tried to apologize over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't have anything to be mean about or mad about. Um, I do feel bad for her the way that Lily is acting towards her. Mm-hmm. 
But what do we really expect? She has all the evil of two people or mm-hmm. all the potential for evil even shoved in her. And she's had a horrible life where nothing's gone wrong. Yeah, Every, everything fi- she touches wrong and ruined and blah, 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 blah. And she's been fixated on this revenge plan her entire for life about too, 25 which doesn't help. Years. Yeah, does not help or 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the turning point was when she gave Lily the baby rattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where she's – Lily really realizes that she wants that relationship with her mom, which mm-hmm. is great, great great to see um but where is the necklace where oh yeah that's true is the freaking necklace well, it was such a big deal mm-hmm. well i'm assuming it was a big deal in the sense that it, it gave the sorcerer some or the, the apprentice something to tell lily to let her know that he was on the level with things you know i don't know if it unless it has some sort of magical properties which i guess like keeping people young maybe uh that cruella spouted out but besides that like i don't i don't know if it would necessarily be that important in the modern day not necessarily important in the modern day but it's important mm-hmm. to lily because literally up until like 24 hours ago that's all she had Mm -hmm. so i don't know i feel like that would always be on my person yeah yeah uh, angel in the chat room points out uh yeah uh the the dragon in this week's episode now with even less frames per second like it it looked it looked like uh it looked like honestly the monsters from king kong the the 1920s king kong just got like real herky jerky motion and again you know nothing disparaging against the uh, effects people on once upon a time i know you guys work your butts off and everything but i'm assuming that most of the cgi money i went to the finale and the first couple episodes of this season because there was so much stuff with charge a barge or whatever charge a barge the the big demon guy from fantasia Oh, yeah, that one. Mm. I did. Okay, another touching moment when she just looks at Lily as her and she goes, she looks just like me. I was like, okay, it's a little (laughs) creepy, but it's kind of cool. And uh, Amy P. in the chat room, this is uh, something I haven't seen uh, touted out there a lot, so we'll go ahead and mention it. It says that uh, she does not like Lily. Uh, Lily bugs her, I guess. She doesn't look like how – okay, so young Emma and Mm -hmm. Emma look very similar. I don't feel like young Lily and – modern day lily um look right mm-hmm. well i believe the the uh, actress who played young lily she was latina right and then yes. uh and then the the mo- modern day actress is not so that probably has, okay well that's probably it then yeah has part part, part to do with it yeah at least there are latina actresses okay so some of the writing in this episode kind of stunk up the joint a little bit chernabog, chernabog. That's it. thank you holly mac Okay, so now, first of all, I, I just have to say Jane Espenson is usually my favorite writer on this show. Yep. So, so like, it, it was really kind of disappointing to me that it, some of the writing felt kind of lazy and hacky. Yeah, and, you know, again, I'm also generally not very critical of the writing on this show, but it just – it was atrocious in spots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, First of all, the first thing that uh, came to mind uh, is the scene between Regina and the Sheriff of Nottingham in the garden. Uh, It it was just so on the nose. It it was cringeworthy. Uh, The sheriff basically said, I am sexist and I think I'm stronger than you and I am the bad guy in this scene. You should be the good guy and shut me down. And then Regina said, "Okay, I am the good guy. I will do it. And it it just – there was no subtlety there. There was no sort of a – and I mean we've seen the sheriff of Nottingham before. We know he's a bit of a jerk. He's a sexist pig. He's a smarmy jerk. But the the way the lines they they gave to him this episode, it was just it was too on, too on the nose. It was saying, "This is my motivation. This is my intention." Instead of saying, "Hey, you're pretty cute," but doing it in a sleazy way. And then you know Regina's reaction would have. And I mean, even in the scene, it felt fine to me, uh, given what we know about the character. I just thought it was really lazy uh, the way they they got her there. 
to mm-hmm. to have that reaction. I thought, you, you know, just one more quick little rewrite, even on set or something, would would have made the scene a little stronger. And uh, the scene at the end where Regina explains uh, Robin isn't her happy ending. Uh, it's just part. He's just part of her happy ending. Also, felt kind of weak. It felt almost like kind of a kind of responding to criticism that hadn't quite happened yet, mm-hmm. or, or maybe it happened a bit towards the end of last half season or something. It, it it felt like they were responding to Tumblr, which is fine, and I love meta moments like that in the show. But at that moment, it was just Regina had just made this big dramatic decision that right. it, it was you know it was the climax of the episode, and for her to have this little cutesy line like right right there, it right. just it. it it just fell completely flat and it probably wouldn't upset me so much, but there were so many episode parts uh, earlier in the season where they could have slipped a, a little smarmy line like that in there to waylay some criticism and stuff. And it would have felt fine and it would have felt natural here. It, it just, it, it didn't feel like it belonged in a scene with this much gravity of, with Regina, you know, deciding whether or not to rewrite reality. I, so, you know, it, it just, uh, considering how much I usually love Jane's episodes, it, it, it was really disappointing to me because I, I usually love them. And I wanted to love this one, especially for the writing. Just wasn't working for me. It felt a little, like I said, a little lazy, a little hack for me. Again, love you, Jane Espenson, for sure. So, so Emma and the Charming to go in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. This entire fight has been stupid, 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 mm-hmm. and it's taken entirely too long to be resolved. And you knew it was going to come back to this point anyway. Yes, eventually. we all knew it wouldn't last forever. It would make no sense. The entire <laughs> series would make no sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but why has she only been mad at Snow and not at Charming? I don't know. Maybe because uh, she really she'll react to. Him. Maybe she knows if she gets mad at Charming, he'll he'll just philosophize her away. Well, guess what? Her boyfriend's <laughs> doing that now. Um, it's now Zen Hook instead of Zen Charming. But actually, like they weren't the ones responsible. It was the author. He did it. That's who you need to be mad at. Mm-hmm. Yes, Amory's <laughs> frustrated. Somebody said that earlier. They're like, Amory, are you a little frustrated this week? Yes, yes, I am. I'm feeling active. But like the apology seemed dumb and like weak. Felt mm-hmm. very weak. I didn't feel like some people I know were getting emotional. Yeah, where is Henry? Where is Henry? In next week's episode. Uh, Charming did do no, it was both of them. They both took the babies. They both did everything. They went hand in hand. You know, Lily had a really good point, though. Share in that, with the group. In that, and I believe we said this in the episode that it happened in, that Maleficent didn't put up hardly any fight at all when they came and took the baby. <laughs> like she was, uh, she was a pregnant woman. She was a pregnant dragon. Right. I know, but, that but I, I'm just saying. I am just saying. I think Lily had 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 a slight point because she had a slight point, but Maleficent could have put up slightly more of a fight. She could have, but she didn't. I don't think she put up a bigger fight because she didn't want to risk hurting the egg. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm actually I like Team Maleficent right now. <laughs> um, but also, so did Charming call Hook and Emma or were they just like they somehow knew to head to the forest mm-hmm. to look for everybody and heal Snow? Because when they got there, they didn't know Snow. Like they didn't know that Snow was hurt. He had to tell them yeah. she well, hit her head really hard. I think that happened really on hard. like a commercial break or something, didn't it? Yes. They, 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 they usually assume like a couple minutes of action happened. In right. Between. But how did they know to go to the forest when they were just sitting up, sitting by the dock of the bay having some rum? <laughs> I don't know. Ow! Why, Sorry. why did Snow run out like that when Maleficent was trying to deal with her kid? <laughs> like She was like, no, I'll just run out here. I'm just a, a human person. That made no sense either. That made no <laughs> sense. She's like, I'm going to be involved. <laughs> I will be involved and redeem my... <sighs> I'm one of the primary cast. I have to be all up in the middle of this. I'm all up in it. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. 
ahead. Your turn. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> gentleman who's on the calendar. Actually, I'll have to switch the shot here to show the calendar up here. Up here uh, on the calendar, the lovely calendar that Patty calendar, sent us. Calendar, calendar, calendar. Uh, Captain it. Hook being completely wasted. Absolutely wasted. Such uh, the, a waste. This half season. Uh, you know, since him and Emma found happiness and learned to trust each other, Hook is just boring now. Uh, he, he's fallen into that trope uh, in in it's usually a, a reversal or reverse sexes they where you complain about you hear complaints about this where the hero, hero's a romantic or love interest uh once they're attained once they fall in love their mm-hmm. boyfriend girlfriend husband wife whatever uh, is only there to be supportive of the hero's wants and desires has no personal motivation except for the hero's happiness now charming yeah char- charming's kind of similar and we we saw this a bit uh if you watch gotham uh, with the barber character uh early on in the season too yes. Uh, now, it's a function uh, that is Don't necessary in some kinds of stories mm-hmm. and everything, but once has never been particularly that kind of story. And it also – doing it to, to a character who has, is a fully fleshed out character and is a fan favorite, mm-hmm. it feels like a waste of the character and the trope. If anything, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, break them up and then have someone else come in and date Emma in – fall into this role and then hook's kind of like smoldering off in the background like being like Grr, or something like that you know anything but just be like he, he's just running around like leaning on people being like man when emma gets back you're gonna be yes! in trouble with gold you know all that he should have taken the bagel anyway you know next next to rumple actually hook's always been basically my favorite character on the show since he showed up Mm -hmm. and they're just wasting him but all that being said i thought the scene uh, on the water with the rum and everything was really really sweet (laughs) what what was the line what what are you looking at the horizon for is is something happening is it moving (laughs) hilarious um well we've already talked about my last point which Mm -hmm. was the dr whale reference and what are the chances We'll get him back to deliver the baby. However, baby Neil, <laughs> where is he? baby Neil's going to be running all over town? <laughs> I know somebody said something earlier. Mm-hmm. I- I lost it, though. Okay, here. I'll go ahead and grab some stuff from the chat room. Angel says the most interesting thing uh, was this season uh, during the last – or the most interesting hook was this season was during the last Ursula episode. Mm -hmm. But that was all in flashback mainly, right? Oh, no. When he pulled the the gun on her. Yeah. I'm on a boat. Yeah, that was a good thing. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Patty says, how active can you be after delivering a kid Uh, with Maleficent? Very true. True that. Um, let's see here. It's, uh, the, the pretty front man trope, uh, when they're boring, Hope says. Uh, yeah. let's see. Yeah, a lot of good stuff from the chat room there. Okay, so let's see here. Anne-Marie. Yes. Anne-Marie, as we always do at the end of these episodes, I'm going to throw you an arbitrary scale. Oh, an arbitrary random scale. Number, okay. Random number, random object or concept or thing. And, and you, you gauge <clears throat> your enjoyment of the episode based in the, in this arbitrary okay. scale. Twelve dragon treats. How, out of 12 dragon treats, how many dragon treats do you give this episode, Anne-Marie? Namaste. Seven. Why? <laughs> Obviously, I'm a little fired up about it. And again... I think you've I, argued your point well with the math. Meh. We can move on. No, I'm kidding. No, like, I don't realize I'm so fired up until we start recording, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not like this, like, the whole day, like, stewing. <laughs> it's just the more we talk about it, because we don't talk about the episode until mm. we're recording. I'm just like, yeah, 
that. That's when the passion flies. The passion flies. And then the chat room. And I swear it's just tea. There's a tea bag. It's, I'm just fired up. As anyway, for, so seven dragon treats. As for me, I'll do a little better than you. I'm going to give it eight dragon treats and, and uh, one okay. Scooby snack. Oh, a uh, Scooby snack? Yes. Uh, but, just, but lots of eights. Ooh. One Scooby. It, yeah, just because I felt the writing was really felt really weak and lazy at points. And it, it hurt my enjoyment of the episode. And it, it kind of hurt my heart a little, too, just because I love Jane's writing so much. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, I, I liked what they did with it. I liked uh, everything they did with Rumpel. I liked a lot of the author stuff. And I'm really excited for next week's episode, which we'll talk about in a minute. That's what it was. Okay. Other way we said, baby, Neil's going to call Bill mama first. <laughs> um, okay. Here's from the chat. Other Anne Marie, nine dragon treats. Holly Mac, 11 and a half dragon treats. Mm-hmm. Angel, eh. Eight and a half. Amy P, eight. Bobby, eight. Stephanie, eight. Sage of Birth, 10 out of 12. Hey, hey, not a percentage this week. Nice. Um, and Aaron gave it eight. Hope, uh, six and a half out of 12. Excellent. Excellent. The bottle is is (laughs) right here, but it's been empty for like two weeks. It's just hanging out as a prop. Yeah, I think that was from, uh, was that from the drunk episode of the Universe? It might have been. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, uh, we have some news for you guys and then we're going to get into your feedback but first really quick we'd like to talk to you a little bit about our patreon at patreon.com slash universe box amory you want to tell them a little bit about that yes sorry i was typing ha um so our patreon you may be aware we do three episodes um three different podcasts a week live full video full chatting all that good stuff and we want to beef up our content we want to bring you more we want to do all sorts of different and fun cool things but we need your help for that and that is why we've started our patreon where you can make a monthly donation starting at 10 cents up to i don't know 50 75 dollars if you really really like us um there are all sorts of different rewards like you'll get about all of bill's books i think most of bill's books for yeah. free, um, you'll be, you know, the first releases of all of that. Yeah, I believe I'm also going to be sending out uh, free copies of uh, a, the audiobook, the, the, audiobook. Do- the new Dog Boy audiobook in a couple days, too. Hey, hey. Um, there's a lot of things we can write you a handwritten letter. We will sing you a song very, very badly, draw mm-hmm. you some pictures, all sorts of stuff. Um, we've already hit our first two uh, milestones where we get rid of our ads, our external ads, and we throw a party every month <laughs> for our patron exclusive yeah, hangouts. Yeah, a big hangout where we all get together in a google hangout and just uh have a good old time it's it's a, it's a doozy we like it um it's a shindig it's, it's a, a shindig um our next milestone that we're really hoping to get to is our um bi-weekly movie commentaries so mm. our first um movies are going to be harry potter uh goonies and the original teenage mutant ninja turtles and if you were one of our patrons you would have been able to help us select that because we actually chose it in our first hangout Mm -hmm. um if you are interested in supporting us even for just a very minimal amount 10 cents we're good with that patreon.com slash universe box um you also can make a donation via youtube Mm -hmm. um there's a little like support this channel box thing um if you can't do can't commit to a monthly donation but you're like hey i got 10 bucks you can do it there yeah you can also uh, get there at youtube.universebox.com it's available right on our channel page and we definitely want to thank uh thank everybody who supported us uh this far we really appreciate it and uh it 
you're a big part of the reason I'm going to RegalCon this year. You so. are, yeah, you really so are the super reason duper that Bill's thanks. going to RegalCon. Oh, uh, Patty asked in the chat room, when, it, when are the Hangouts? I am a patron. Uh, we announced those. Uh, if you go – if you, you can sign up for email alerts over on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we post to the activity page with a li- – only to patrons with a link and uh, how to get into the chat and everything yeah, like that. And how to over- join if you want to join and everything. And we usually post those uh, the afternoon before we do the live Hangout. Yep. They're so, always different. Mm-hmm. They're u- yeah, usually on Saturdays. Yeah, but you, you might need to go into your Patreon settings and just change your email notifications to uh, you know get updates for uh, the, the patrons, patrons I support – or Patreon accounts I support or whatever. Yep. But I uh, thank you uh, so much, all twenty-five you of you. We love you guys Woo! for sure. And now on to the news. News. First up, the ratings. Uh, Once upon a time, matched last week's one point seven adults eighteen to forty-nine rating. Not too bad. So didn't fall, didn't raise. It's still. Like I mean, we haven't gotten the official um, mm. renewal notice, but from everything I've seen online gonna happen yeah it's pretty much a lock that it's, it's gonna get re- renewed at this point and i'm sure next week the numbers are gonna be huge too for sure one would hope for sure okay uh, next up here and i didn't love this beforehand <laughs> well that's uh, just silly i know right okay we're gonna watch the episode for next week's uh two-part episode uh feature length episode operation mongoose so here we go there's some guy on a horse who could it be who could it be it's ruffle stiltsy skin Henry! Modern Henry. Modern Henry in the past. Yeah, yeah, making out with Belle. Oh, the yellow dress. Evil Snow. I love Evil Snow. Evil Charming. Sorcerer's Apprentice opening a door. Hook struggling. Yeah, and it looks like some sort of dark, really dark version of Emma, too. I am so excited. Yeah, it looks really, really good. Like, I'm still not at all sure uh, what what the shape of the... I I can't imagine what the episode's going to be. No, not at all. But I absolutely... I'm I'm thrilled by by the suggestions. And uh, I I don't think we have a link in here, but I I saw a couple promo pics posted of this today. Did you? And uh, one of them has Henry holding like a... Kind of like it, it actually kind of looks like maybe like one of these books, just like a, a bound book, uh, Heroes and Villains by Isaac What's His Name. So Isaac What's His Name. So it feels like almost Henry's in a world where he be- where Isaac the author became a famous real world oh, author or something like that. That could be cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Hope says in the chat room, "I'm so excited for Evil Snow. I've wanted Evil Queen Snow since uh, season two. Mwahaha. I think it'll be nice mm. just to see her actually get to do something. Yeah, it, it, I'm really looking forward to this episode just because it feels like one of those once if specials we did over the summer, or like a like a million fanfics I've read where like okay, let's let's make all the bad guys good guys and the good guys bad guys, mm. and you know have fun with it. And if you're a fan of fanfic at all, that's like a, a super common thing to to write about. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting to see the actual. I can't wait. The actual creators tackle a fanfic kind of concept too. Yeah, which is probably mm-hmm. where it came from. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, okay I, I just wanted to mention real quick just uh, the announcements we made up top, just to solidify them in your head. Uh, Sunday, uh, this Sunday, May the tenth, uh, seven p.m. EST or four p.m. PST, California time. We're doing the live greetings from Storybrook panel with guests uh, Meredith Placco and Becca Canote. Going to be streaming it live. Mm-hmm. You need to follow at Regal underscore Con or at GF Storybrook, and we will get that information out to you we hope to have the chat available and the stream embedded well, and everything may, at live.universebox.com sorry whether we have the stream embedded or not i'm gonna try and hop in maybe hop have, in the two, chat have two windows going or like have it streaming on one thing and be in the chat and the other yeah which and should I, be interesting apparently my kids will get to stay up that night 
Yeah, and, and, and actually, I, I should be able to have the chat up on the stage at RegalCon too, and, and I should be able to pull it up on a screen and stuff like that because okay, they're going to have my laptop computer. Chat, if he's pulling up the chat there, please keep our language. Pulled. Yes, behave, behave. behave. I'm going to be in a, a room full of people, and also uh, next week's episode we're recording it on Tuesday instead of Monday night, 8:30 p.m. EST mm-hmm. at live.universebox.com. Going to be a big episode where we want all your feedback in the world. Um, and uh, if you want to take part in our season four listener roundtable in two weeks, bit.ly slash beyond greetings to go ahead and submit that stuff. Okay, so uh, we have some feedback from you guys, as we always do. So next week, uh, when you get done watching the episode, you don't have to run. No, you don't. Go over. Check Twitter. See if I made it on my plane okay. Then email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at gfstorybrook. Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number, which we almost always play, is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as we are wont to do, we shall begin with Bobbert. Bobbert? Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Bobby. Hey, I was Bobbert. really excited to see that Jane Espenson had written last night's episode. She's one of my favorite uh, television writers so that's why I was so surprised when at first I really didn't care for the episode. But upon repeat viewing, I really feel that it was because of how much I've grown to care for Regina as a character. I really didn't want to be reminded of like how evil she could be. Um, I mean, she ripped the heart right out of that guy in front of his family and loved ones and whatnot just because of some off remark that her dad made. But like, Yeah, that was, a, that was classic Queen right there. Like I've said before, I mean, she did kill an entire town just because they liked Snow White. But ultimately, it's probably good that we are reminded of where she came from because it lets us see just how far she's came. And this episode did a great job of showing uh, what kind of tightrope walk that can be because she was dangling on that edge for like the whole second act, third act. Oh, Mm -hmm. second act. I'm just glad to see that she didn't go through with it and realize that only she was the one that could write her own happy ending. I'm also glad to see they didn't drag out the whole Regina, Robin, Zelina thing and threw Robin and Regina back together. Uh, I hate the term, but I guess I ship Robin and Regina, but (laughs) apparently the author does as well because it seems like he's been writing uh, Robin and Regina fanfic while he's been locked inside the book. And while this was a Regina-centric episode, there were some uh, loose ties dangling going into the uh, season finale they needed to tie up. So as far as uh, Emma being mad at her parents, I've been saying for weeks I don't understand why she's still so upset at them. So it was great to see Hook finally talk some sense into her. I just wish that had happened weeks ago. It looks like <laughs> Lily's going to be hanging out for a while so it'll mm. it's good, I guess, to at see Maleficent get her happy ending as well. Yeah, I, I'm not the only one who got a, a distinct impression that she's going to become a major character next yeah. season, right? Okay, good. But, I mean, if she's no longer a scary dragon bitch it seems like the show is like running out of villains uh they keep either getting happy endings or dying off so it'll be interesting to see just what happens at the end of next week to see how what they set up for next season Mm -hmm. some minor gripes i had with the episode of course the special effects are lackluster Mm. but i've grown to forgive them for that but (laughs) dear god when they flung Snow White across the field like that and into that rock, she should be dead. I'm glad she's not, but come on, she should be dead. Magic. So my arbitrary rating this week is 37 dragon scales of 43. Excellent. I like that scale. 
for some reason. Lovely. Okay, uh, real quick, uh, before we read our first letter, I just wanted to point out, uh, this weekend was free comic book day, and me Woo-hoo! and Anne-Marie went to Rock Shop up in, uh, what, Duluth? Or Buford, Georgia. I, I don't know. In Georgia. Mall of Georgia. But uh, one of our uh, big listeners, and someone you guys might remember who used to host Operation Cobra Cast, Rebecca Johnson and Hope Molinex. They, they were both there, and we, and we hung out with them, and it was cool, and it was fun, and here's a picture, and there's us. And there we are. In the comic shop. And of course, both. in my picture, I'm looking away, and Hope's mm. picture, I'm actually looking at the camera. But it, but in Hope's picture, I have my eyes closed. So well, that's okay. I look one. better. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> okay, so we'll put it on Anne-Marie Cam, and you can read this next letter. Take it oh, away. Oh, hold on. Getting over the letter. Okay, this is from Stephanie. <laughs> Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. I liked this episode, but I felt it was a little slow. I feel like it's setting up for the season finale. Mm. I think we should have known that the Savior Inc. plan earlier, true that, um, then it would have made more sense why Gold was trying to turn Emma Dark. I didn't feel like the flashbacks fit this episode. It was too split up. I really like Hook's speech at the end. I wonder if Zelina warned Cora when she was in the past if Cora faked her death the second time as well. Huh. Um, I'd give this episode 12 out of 15 dog hearts. Nice. Oh, uh, Manny here says uh, over on Twitter, if Cora had already used the white rabbit to realm jump, why did she need to wait for Hook with Jefferson's hat? That felt late too. Oh. Yeah, that, that's another thing that's just like uh, the more you start sticking events in between events, the, yep. the less they all start to make sense a little bit. Okay, uh, next up we have a voicemail from Patty. Take it away, Patty. This episode was good, but there were some aspects of the character Character that did upset me. Um, one of the big ones that I would I'm probably going to talk about for most of this voicemail is Regina. What upset me about Regina is the fact that she abandoned Gold in his stop to die dying. At the, Gold, I'll admit he has done terrible things this season, but you know what? At the point where he's on the floor, he's down. He's he's out for the count. He cannot possibly harm you at that point. For you to just just that is terrible. I, I will say, I, I kind of got the impression that at that point, Regina was like, hey, we're re- re-rolling reality here. Who cares, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Even worse, you go to the hospital where really, that's where he should be headed himself. I don't know what to say about that. It, I think this episode has converted Regina back to being the queen because a lot of her actions, including taking Bell's heart, I know you guys are in disagreement with me on that, but I, until they say something, she took Bell's heart. This episode has shown she's going back to her evil queen ways, and I'm hoping next season that we'll see more emergence of the evil queen because at this point, doing that to go, she's no longer here on my book. She's now a villain. It doesn't matter what a person does. You do not abandon them dying in the floor without at least calling 911. That is not a hero. That's not even a decent person. Although I don't know if you if you put that in comparison with the rest of her actions, if there's like a one to a hundred of an evil scale, mm-hmm. that that action probably falls somewhere around like thirty. Like you know, just because I don't know, she's killed whole villages just to get back yeah. at Snow White and stuff. You probably mostly I know there are people are going to disagree with me on this on these points, but at this point, no. I don't think so. That's morally wrong. Uh, Hopefully I get to hear your opinion. Bye. Yeah, and I I definitely felt bad for Gold, too. Oh, I felt... He was... Oh, he just kept falling over. I, I, I'm i going to enjoy seeing, Get a seeing him happy in the alternate universe next week, if nothing else, for sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, Chris Tipton says, I rate this episode 47 out of 50 horrible CGI dragons. The Snow and Emma reconciliation was my favorite moment of the season, top five of the entire series. Mm. Uh, first moment to make me cry since Neil's death. Absolutely amazing. 
Apparently I don't understand. differ here, sir. Yes. <laughs> I don't understand why the author went back to Rumpel. What does he have to gain? Can't wait for the finale. Uh, looks mind-bending. And Chris, uh, like I said earlier, I, I have a feeling that he was just, he needed someone to tell him what to write so he could slip in his one or two or three yeah. little daily things that he's trying to accomplish. It all depends on his motivation. <sighs> they need to reveal it. Tim, take it away. Well, Bill, well, Anne-Marie, this is Tim calling back about Howdy. the... Hi. Once Upon a Time episode, Mother. You know, I really like this episode, you know. Everything really got settled down, you know. You have... Regina not killing Zelina and sort of almost reconciling with her just a little bit. Who knows? Maybe Zelina's on the path to redemption. That would be nice. You have uh, Lily reconciling with her mom and realizing that Maleficent may be the one person in her life who can understand her. You know, I, I really hope that uh, next season, if Lily's still around, they give uh, Lily and Emma uh, a chance to get to know each other better because that might be a really interesting friendship. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, you know, you have uh, everything mostly all uh, all straightened out. Oh, wait, except you have the author who is apparently the biggest villain ever with, like, inordinate <laughs> powers to change and rewrite and make whole new worlds. And we have no... I can show you the world, shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, Rumpel, now when did you last let your heart just die? The idea what he's capable of, and we are just so looking forward to seeing the full extent of his powers. And also, I hope that uh, Stilts can get better because, as you know, he is my favorite character. Mm. But overall, I did like the resolutions we got with uh, Lily and with Regina and with, uh, with Emma and uh, her parents. So everything went well. Goodbye. Thank you very Bye. much, Tim. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, and uh, other Anne-Marie in the chat room says, Rumpel can't die because Robert needs to stay. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Super agreed. Okay, you want to take this next one? Sure. This next one is from Alina. Hold on. My scrolling issues. My thoughts on this episode. Oh, my God. My prediction came true that the villains are heroes and the heroes are the villains. Can't <laughs> wait to see Dark Snow always wanted that. Love that Maleficent came to the Charmings for advice. Um, even though I'm not a Captain Swan fan, I love his speech to Emma about her parents and the talk between Emma and her parents gave me feels. Uh, love the talk with Maleficent and Lily seeing um, I'll teach you how to be the baddest evil dragon bitch. Um, while this, <laughs> I, I guess it, this week's episode we use bitch a few times it's, it's, okay. it's in the episode what do you want us to do <laughs> um while this is the first time i felt sorry for zelina when she thought regina was going to have the author writer out of existence um i thought regina was going to transfer the baby to her like that regina said robin hood isn't her happy ending that her happy ending has finally found her place in the world he's just a part of it i don't know i read that one funny <laughs> um, <laughs> wow i love cor but she is the worst mother ever did she re- she really did a number on zelina and regina Regina, but at least Regina had people who love her. Zelina didn't. Uh, wow, I knew Regina did something so she couldn't have a child because I always wondered why she didn't have one. And can it be reversed? I wonder if Rumpel dies with his dark one powers vanish or pass on to someone else. Remains to be seen. Question mark. Speaking of question marks, Hope in the chat room says, uh, was it just me or did Mr. Carlisle feel really done with the show during the Frozen arc? Everyone felt done with the show. I almost feel like that was the character, though. Like, because, you know, when you see Robert Carlisle talking about, you know, his role in the show and everything on Mm -hmm. Twitter and interviews, he seems as passionate as 
as he's ever been. Well, then that means he knows that he's got something else coming. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a storyline mm-hmm. there. Definitely. Okay. And uh, next up, we have some thoughts from Wu. Take it away. Wu. This episode lacked the raw emotion that we got in the last episode. But with that being said, I think this is Lana Pirelli's finest performance as the evil queen and Regina Mills for a character that I hated, hated in the first <laughs> season and really grew to like in the, in the seasons to come. I really empathized with her character and bringing Cora back, Barbara Hershey really helped round out her story regardless of where they go forward. I hope they keep Regina on this path. Because, really, it took this long for Regina to realize that, again, the only person stopping her from being happy and finding contentment in her life is her. And I love Rebecca Maynard just looking at her and just watching the performance. Because Rebecca Maynard has these striking eyes that tell so much about performance, even when she's not physically moving. I loved the... Positively wicked. Ending of the episode. Such a great cliffhanger. Yes, this episode was merely a bridge to get us towards the finale, but we needed it. I give this episode six inkwells out of six. <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. It looks like it's going to be a fun episode. Bye-bye. Thank you very Thank much, you, Will. Woo. Okay, uh, next up is a letter from Anne. Anne says, Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. First Hello. of all, a little rant. Okay. Uh, yesterday was the first and last time I ever live-streamed an episode. I never had to sit through the commercial breaks before. And let me tell you, after the first two, I fought the urge to just stop watching, <laughs> uh, respectively, uh, to throw my laptop out the window. <laughs> yes, uh, that would have been a bit overdramatic, but being pulled out of the story every five minutes completely killed my vibe. That said, I still like the episode. Mm-hmm. I have some issues with it. Uh, for example, Snow running up to Dragon Lily. What did she expect? <laughs> did she expect any other outcome than getting knocked out? Seriously, what was the plan there? Also, I didn't really like how Lily acted. It seemed like her behavior and dialogue were written for a 13-year-old and not a grown woman. Mm -hmm. It's very possible that this was the intention to show she never really developed past her teenage self, but it sounded a little weird to me. I I loved how meta this episode was, especially the author fangirling over the evil queen. I also loved (laughs) Zelina, even though I shuddered every time she mentioned being pregnant with Robin's child. But her overconfident, sarcastic attitude is so much better than her whiny, bad pun-making self from last season. I love the introduction of the new book. Wonder how important it's going to be in the future. Maybe Rumpel and the author create an alternate universe uh, slash timeline by rewriting everyone's stories, and that is going to be the plot for next season or next episode. <laughs> I, I, I know you never watched it, but they did something similar <laughs> in the last season of Lost. Ring the bell. Someone mentioned Lost. <laughs> and I love that, so I definitely wouldn't mind seeing it on once. Smiley face. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. All the best. Anne. Ah, Anne. Okay, speaking of Anne, uh, we have uh, Other Anne Marie is up next with another voice. Like, that? What's that transition to? Hi, Bill and Anne Marie. It's Other Anne Marie speaking. Hello. I just wanted to share my thoughts about the newest episode for Once Upon a Time. I felt like there were quite a few storylines going. I didn't really take a whole lot of notes. I, I think I just wasn't expecting another backstory, although a lot of things happened and it was good, but it wasn't mind blowing. And I think we would, I was just really expecting that because that's what once has been doing the last couple of years the the episode before the finale was a mind-blowing episode and then you still have an episode to go anyway two dragons in storybrooke and the storyline with mel and lily was just really funny to see and just having mel stand 
I thought you were going to say it was dragging a little bit. I mean, they're looking like, you know, really antsy about meeting her new daughter, like her long lost daughter. It was really funny to see her like that. Um, love having Evil Queen back in this episode and Cora and just uh, just quite a lot of throwbacks. It was uh, it was really cool. I'm also hoping that um, the whole issue with uh, Emma and the Charmings is resolved and that that would resolve some of the issues I've been having with the Charmings and that from this point onwards it will get better, although I doubt it. <laughs> Just, I guess that's it. <laughs> Out of 12 damaged personalities with a self-destructive streak, I'm giving it 9. Can't wait to hear your thoughts about it. Bye. Hey guys. Oh, 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 stop, Brad. Stop, Brad. We're not ready for you quite yet. Okay. Uh, we have a tweet from uh, some tweets from Amy here. Amy says, I rate this episode eight out of 10 empty Regina threats. So many empty threats. And uh, Ash at Narnian Griff, Griff 23 says, Am, uh, Am like that cover is gorgeous, but also full of candy coated misery. Silver and black is a classy look, though. Oh, for the book? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's definitely. Ash. I have to read it. You know that you can't read Ash. <laughs> okay. You want to read this one from uh, yeah. Charity here? All right. And then we have this from Charity. All right. Feedback. What I did like. How Emma didn't go dark and forgave her parents because after what Emma did to Cruella, does she really have a leg to stand on? That's true. Very true. Um, I like what the writers did to explain why they needed Emma to go dark and then proceeded to go a different way. For the first time, I actually cheered for Hook and Emma together. Parenthesis. Hook normally gets on my nerves. Um, <laughs> Regina, the best line about her happiness. However, can someone please explain why no one else in town has come after Regina for all of the evil queen stuff she did? She seriously messed with a lot of people, not just the Charmings. It was an overall okay episode. The Robin Hood episode still is holding on my favorite of this season. Thank you once upon a time for actually explaining how Cora got back. It's true. Mm -hmm. um, the White Rabbit, the most useful, obvious plot device after the Blue Fairy. I do wonder where this flashback fits in the timeline. The author is winning for the most cowardly evil character on the show at the moment. Messing with people's lives just because you can is about the most evil thing you can do outside of murder in my book. Of course, he also had a great line about Regina. Um, I'm excited for next week. It'll be a good exercise for the actors to play different parts, if nothing else. Sorry for rambling on. Scale, scale, uh, six and a half flying dragons out of ten. Excellent. Thank you, Charity. And uh, so you. people in the... Uh... The chat. chat room we're speculating is would this be an alternate timeline or an alternate world as far as writing the new book i assume that each book is a different alternate reality within the once first of the multiverse of once upon a time that hurt my head so uh so basically it's an alternate world not a timeline at least that's what i think i mean you know keep going in the chat room. maybe i need to make a big thing on the wall <laughs> with some yes a, conspir a conspiracy board would be nice the, up yes there. i Definitely. need oh, i'm gonna make okay uh, we're gonna wrap things up with a voicemail from brad take it away brad, brad! hey guys this is brad um please don't use that last call um i've tried to be very organized in my thoughts um <laughs> but i have so many of them um, and they're a week old, so uh, please take that with a grain of salt and use what you would like to. However, there are so many thoughts, it's just ridiculous. Okay, my first idea, um, nobody's speaking about Lily's boyfriend. Uh, you know, Emma had to sneak into the house so that she could steal the necklace, um, but Lily made a comment that he was the last person she wanted to see right now. My theory is that August could be the boyfriend. Um, you know, he came through the portal, and he was also obviously brought into – the sorcerers or the dragons or uh, some type of uh, de uh, deity's uh, idea of keeping fate on track. 
and helping Emma make sure that she ended up in Storybrooke. I think that he could have known about Lily, and the only reason that hasn't been brought up yet is because Maleficent didn't know she was alive to ask him uh, if uh, she was alive or where she was uh, earlier in the season. Um, just food for thought. Um, the second thing was, uh, it's really kind of crazy, but I think people are rushing the riders to expose things about Will too soon. I think he's going to have a great uh, part in the season finale and going into next season. But the fact that he was featured in Wonderland so much um, almost makes people think that he has a right to be developed extremely fast um, on this show. You know, in, in a season where Henry goes an entire episode without saying a line while being in the room, I think it's kind of crazy to expect that of Will. Um, that's going to tie into a different point. Um, that I'll mention in a minute. And the third thing is the rewrite, I think, has to happen at this point uh, because of Selena's baby. Um, there's two angles for that. Uh, one, either because we're going to have an exact plot repeat from last, well, from this season. Basically, if they Regina does something to make her lose the baby, then in, if she survives it as well, then... You know, it's just going to be a cycle of revenge. Uh, the other angle is if Regina does successfully rewrite, that would give Rumple, if he has memory of it, the fire to go after her again because he has cost her a son, um, which obviously is something that has led to his downfall over and over and over. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I know I've got a lot of them. My theory is if this rewrite does happen, uh, then there's potential for an alternate universe mainly because the line is not black and white between who is good and evil anymore. And if they do a clean rewrite from scratch, then what does that really mean? Uh, the reason I say this is because, one, okay, so I think that uh, and this may cause an alternate universe. First reason is because this is the creators of Lost. Lost had flashbacks, flashboards, and then eventually it had... Ring the bell. Ding, 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 Lost ding, ding, again. Flashed sideways. I think that's a great plot point considering the show is called Once Upon a Time. Um, So we look at this because Regina found out about the author because of the book um, page that was found when she was working with Will. Is it possible that because that page exists showing them kissing um, that there is a separate book that has a separate chain of events? Uh, this other thing is also directed to Regina because of her dream where she is reunited with um, Robin Hood, but she has to face off against herself. Um, mm. So if it's not black and white between who's a villain and who is a hero anymore, then potentially if they rewrite, they will have separate versions of themselves that exist at the same time, and we have to get things back on track. I could dig that, I mean, like, be, like kind of good versions versus yeah. bad versions. I, I like that a lot. We really need plot points that also brings back old characters that we'd like to see written a different way. Um, the last thing is everybody is constantly knocking uh, the Frozen arc um, and rumoring who's coming back because <laughs> of tweets. Um, but an early article said that uh, the Frozen people were going to come back in at the end of the season. Mm, um, oh. So I don't know. So that could, yeah, that, See, I, I they think could I'd be part be okay. of the revised history. As long as they get once Will we get an evil Elsa, eviler? She is not evil! She acted a little evil, just a little bit. She had to. She was finding her sister. Until she let it go. I don't think we're over with that, and I, we might not want to ignore that. That's another thing that proves that the curse, not the curse, the rewrite is probably about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry this is also crazy and uh, I do appreciate you offering an avenue for me to uh, express these things um, 
hopefully I will not find out by the next podcast that I'm wrong. Okay, well, thank you. Have a good day. I know that you were pretty spot on with all your yeah, commentary you and stuff. Great like, you almost kind of predicted some of the stuff in this week's episode. <laughs> okay. Are you really a writer? Mm-hmm. Possibly. Dun, 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 dun. Or an author. Or <gasps> the author. Authors wanted. Um, so let's see here. Okay, so next week, big two-hour finale. Oh. I'm going to be in California heading to the airport after it's done and everything. But I need you <clears throat> So say hi to me on Twitter. I'm Apple Meek. <laughs> uh, then email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at GF Storybrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. I always take a pause before the 52. Whatever. Before the 52. Uh, and yeah, uh, you guys will have an extra day to get in your feedback too. So we want to see all of it. We want we want to be here for four hours or not. Or not. <laughs> but I, I quick we, and concise thoughts definitely. But I uh, thank you so much to our chat room for coming out tonight. And Amory, where awesome. can people find you online? You can find me on the twitters at amd simone. Okay, and as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at bill meeks. Uh, you can follow. I will actually. I'll just. Plug my book again, bit.oy <laughs> slash King Sparrow, The Trials of King Sparrow. That's I wrote awesome. a fairy tale. You should read it. It's it a rocks. really good fairy tale. And uh, I guess uh, you can also find me offline at RegalCon this weekend in Anaheim, California. Hope wants to know if you have a RegalCon hashtag. I, I, I know that I'm going to... Road for, to for the Road to RegalCon will be the trip there. So um, hashtag Road to RegalCon. I don't know if there's greetings an official... Greetings from Anaheim? Greetings from Anaheim. <laughs> greetings from RegalCon. I, I don't know, but I, I am going to be tr- tweeting out pretty much exclusively from the uh, mm-hmm. at GF Storybrook Twitter account uh, with a bunch of updates and everything. So definitely check over there or my personal too. I, it might not all be ones for later. I might be like, oh, I got an In-N-Out burger. But, you know, I'm going to be having a lot that's of fun. That's a guaranteed post. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Okay, so I guess that's about it. I'll, our next episode will be the live one, and then next Tuesday. Yeah. Well, the uh, the next oh, episode the out on the feed will be the live one from RegalCon. Sunday. Yeah. It will. It'll be out Monday. I'll put All it right. Out, whatever. I'll put it out Monday night. Then Tuesday night will be our normal episode discussing the finale and everything. But okay, I guess that's about it. Uh, so um, until next time, greetings, greetings from, from Storybrook. Wow, 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 wow.